is going to be a little bit different than what everyone is used to. Um, we're here, we're recording, and uh, we have a special guest um, in the building, at the table, whatever you want to call it. Special <laughs> guest. So, welcome, everyone, to our friend Liz. You can say hi at any point. Um, I have known Liz, which I just realized not that long ago for fucking damn near 20-ish years. It's been over 15 for sure. I didn't realize it had been that long uh, until we were in there talking. (laughs) Um, Worst of circumstances. (laughs) Best outcome. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Uh, To give a little backstory, uh, which we typically do with anybody who... Uh, guest appearances on this show. Um, I met Liz through work in a very interesting and somewhat particular, peculiar way. Um, I worked security at an apartment complex and (laughs) um, she had a apartment in this complex with her friend uh, and it became a rather popular spot. So to say the least, to say the least. Uh, but before all of that happened, the way that we actually met was unfortunately their apartment got broken into and I happened to be working at the time. They tell me, you know, that we had a break in. So I had to go over there and talk to them. And that's how I met them. Um, somehow, even though their apartment got broken into and everything, uh, they still somehow managed to have the spot to be at in this apartment complex to the point where, uh, (laughs) At least, at least two of the security guards that worked there got in deep shit and fired for uh, uh, skirting their duties and partying at uh, their apartment. Uh, now, I'm not going to sit up here and say that I wasn't one of the people that went up there. Only difference between me and those other idiots is I had the wherewithal to go up there after I was off duty. Uh, I was relieved, and then I went and parked my car somewhere else and went up there to go hang out with them, and that's how we became friends. Now, as she said, it was unfortunate because her place got broken into, but here we are, all these years later, still friends. So, <laughs> um... This is going to be a little bit of a one-off episode. Um, you know, Shannon, I love her, but we never really talk about too many serious topics on this show for reason. Um, you know, we don't, we want to be fun. We want us, you know, we want to have something that you listen to, to have, to enjoy and have a good time. Uh, but we do occasionally touch on more serious topics um, sometimes intentionally, sometimes not so much. Uh, I was actually just talking about it earlier. Whereas let's see, I think like the most serious ones that we've ever done. Um, we started talking about something completely different and somehow ended up on Shannon's coming out story. That was one of the first ones we ever recorded. Then another time we were sitting here recording multiple episodes for, that was back when we were like batch recording. Cause we were trying to come out every week and we realized that was tiring. Um, and for some reason, out of left field, Shannon goes, I want to talk about my exes. Okay. So that happened. And then we had the episode where I had a couple of friends, and you, of course, have also joined that particular unfortunate club. But um, I had a couple of friends who, within like six months of each other, I think, somewhere in that time frame, uh, lost their dads. Both of them to 
uh, an illness of one form or another. So then we talked about that because I, as everyone who's listened to this for any amount of time or known me for any amount of time knows, I lost my dad to an extremely unfortunate circumstance in 2006. So that being said, um, Liz and I were talking and she wanted to come on to record about mental health issues. Uh, of course, I, I don't ever really talk about it, but I deal with you know, I don't think it's, I've never had it diagnosed, but I've always dealt with depression in my entire life. Uh, go back and forth with it, that type of thing. Um, you know, I have family that deals with other health and mental health issues. And so I have absolutely no issue with talking about these type of things. I don't mind having serious talks on this. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the world that I would love to talk about, but that's not what the show is usually about. So I try to avoid it. In any case, now that I've dominated the first five-ish minutes of this conversation, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm good, you know? But when you talk about 2006, that's the year we met. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going, going back to it and really realizing mental health, it follows us. Yep. It you know, we we carry it. We try to move forward. We try to, oh, that doesn't bug us. Blah, 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 blah. That's not the reality. Correct. I mean, you either have, you know, my, <laughs> you either have my situation, which is you have a memory that's a steel trap. And no matter what you try to do, you can't avoid those things. Um, I've never been really talented, which it's not a talent. I guess I shouldn't say that. I've never been good at just burying things. Uh, I can certainly not think about them. But with the way that my brain works, all it takes is a song, a sound, a smell. I'm right back there. Uh, immediate recall to the point where I'm like in that exact moment. Uh, so I can certainly avoid certain songs as far as listening to them. But I, I mean, I can only control that when I'm controlling the music. You know, I could be out in public and all of a sudden a song is playing and it's like, oh, great. Now I'm thinking about I just actually <laughs> since we're on the subject, I just had that happen. Um, so. My oldest birthday just passed. He wanted to do something with just me for his birthday. So I took him to Sky Zone, the trampoline park thing. Did he love it? He had a blast. Um, what's funny about him, though, is as someone who sweats profusely with almost no effort, to have a kid whose sweat glands don't seem to work, <laughs> all he does is turn beet red. Uh, he does like he sweats in his scalp, but he just turned beat. So you can imagine the physical exertion of a place like that and me having to like pull him off to the side and going, I can see you from across the room in your face. You need to go drink some water. But either way, he had a blast. However, I screwed up <laughs> completely unintentionally. So I decided to take him for ice cream after. Actually, he wanted a cookie first. And then I had to explain to him, I'm like, you're going to be cooking because you've been jumping around, it's a hot day, I promise you you're going to want ice cream. So we get to the end of the thing, and he decides. So we go we go to get ice cream. Well, we pull up there, and I just happen to put, for some reason, I was like feeling nostalgic and going through all these old albums that I was listening to around that time. So, and I knew that there was a song on there that was going to trigger me like that. But in my head, I'm like, okay, that was 06. It's 2023, almost 20 years later. I've gone through all of my grieving processes with losing my dad and everything else. I, I, it should be fine. Like I'm thinking it should be fine. Right. But I, I honestly have not listened to one particular song since then, because for some reason at the time it just 
it spoke to that emotion that I was going through. So it was kind of on repeat at the time. So I put the album on. It gets to that song. The song starts. I'm like, okay. I honestly completely forgot that it was the last 15 to 20 seconds of the song that hit me the hardest. So <laughs> we pull up to Cold Stone. That part of the song kicks on and everything's coming back hard tears yes so it's full emotion i'm like i got my i mean i got my nine-year-old in the car with me we just went out to celebrate his birthday we're still doing this for his birthday and the last thing i want him to do is see me losing it and think that something's wrong on with him with him so i'm like so i'm like turning away i've got like my head down and luckily, he's so just enamored with the day and whatever's going on outside. He doesn't so excited even, for ice cream. Right. He doesn't even notice that I'm having a complete breakdown for like a good 15 seconds. But, I mean, tears, everything just came back. And I'm like, okay, get it together. Get it together. I'm like, okay. Took a couple of breaths. I actually, I, uh, you know, my, uh, I, I welled up, but I didn't actually spill any tears. So I was like, okay, cool. Go back in there. But the crazy part. I had like a three-day emotional hangover. So that song wouldn't come out of my head. You were drained. Yep. Just constantly playing over and over, going back to the same feelings I had, thinking about all of that, everything that was going on. And I mean, that's just the depression from him. Add all the other stuff in my life and shit that I've gone through and everything else. You know, I, I... it, it doesn't matter what you try to do to avoid those things. It doesn't go anywhere. You can bury it, but it's going to affect other things. And that's why you have to talk about it. Yep. If you don't, you are setting yourself up for situations like that. Yep. And I understand trying to shield him from mm-hmm. those feelings, but you shouldn't. Well, and it's it's just because of what we were doing that day oh of course. and that's really the only, like i you know i know it sounds i'm i grew up with a father who was like you're a boy don't cry right. i 100 percent was and it's funny because i cried at everything when i was a kid like especially if i saw my own blood if i saw my own blood i was it didn't even have to hurt but i'm bleeding and in my head blood is bad so i'd start crying blood is pain <laughs> right so i grew up with a dad that was like you don't cry we're men we don't cry I've never believed in that. I've never signed up for that. It didn't, it didn't, uh, like, I remember him feeling that way, but it didn't affect me. Right. So I've never had an issue with bearing my emotions when it happens. It's just one of those things where I've been through so much, you know, in the span of, so my dad was 06, that would have, so like in the span of eight years, I lost my grandma who was a big, like a just a big point in my life. She because was your rock. She was the one I would like when my mom was working, she was the one that picked me up from school. She, you know, kept an eye on me until my mom got off of work like that. She was a cornerstone. She was your other parent. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you had your dad, but right. it wasn't the same. Well, and that was the thing is like my dad and my mom split when I was 10. He moved back to Texas not too long after that. So it was just me, mom, my grandma, my uncles, like, you know, but it was really just my grandma. And then, so 15, she goes, you know, and, rightly so cancer i mean it was just one of those things where it was honestly better for her to go than to live with the pain right it's not worth it four years later my grandpa the so as fucked up as it's going to sound the two grandparents that liked me so like my dad's dad he loved me to death but he was very much like the rest of that side of the family it was out of sight out of mind and they lived in texas 
my dad's mom on the other hand no no she was never a big fan of mine um so 19 he goes that started a weird situation for me and then you know 06 there goes my dad so it was just too much in a very short amount of time so it's kind of made me emotionally numb where it's not that I don't feel those things. It's just, it takes a lot to push me past the point of tears and feeling like I got to get it out. I've always been very you know, self-reliant. So I always deal with everything on my own. Um, even, you know, to my detriment. <laughs> I can understand that. My, my husband is the same way. Yeah. He will, you know, he will say, whatever makes everybody else happy makes me happy. Yeah. And he won't deal right. with everything else that is making him upset. Right. And that's hard because as as a spouse, you know when there's things that are wrong. Mm-hmm. But when there's not that communication of what is wrong, right. is it me? Yeah. Is yeah. it is it something that I can do to do better? Right. What can I do to help you? You know? My husband and I got into a huge, not even a fight, just a, you need to talk. Like, right. Like, we need to figure out what what I can do to help you. Right. Because I see you're struggling. Yeah. You don't see it, but I see it. And two hours later, <laughs> he's just like, you have to just let me be me for five minutes. Yeah. He's like. I do so much for everybody else that if I want to watch a baseball game and get trashed one day a month, right? Let me do it. Whatever that release is to get. Yeah. Yeah. And it it took him just telling me because right right over my head, you know, I, I want to fix it, but I don't know how to fix it. Right. And, but, but not only that, you guys, you know, you deal with, the same exact things in a different way. And I'm, I'm guilty of this myself where it's, I would do something a certain type of way. It's hard for me to see why someone else wouldn't do it the exact same way. And it's not impossible for me to see it, but it's just one of those things where I struggle where I'm like, okay, but this, why wouldn't you do it like this? Like, why would you go all the way over here to do that? But we all do things differently. We all handle stress and, and anxiety and depression and all that. We all handle it in different ways. Right. So, I mean, I know my, cause you know, I, we've had this conversation a bunch of times, but I know you have heavy empath ability. Yes. I'm the same way. I'm very empathetic. I take on other people's energy without even having to really have any interaction with them. So mm-hmm. like working in a hospital through the entirety of COVID for, for example, right. It got to the point where I was avoiding going through certain wings of the hospital just because of the oppressive feeling there. You didn't want to feel what everybody else was feeling. Exactly. That wasn't, you didn't sign up for that. Nope. But whether we signed up for it or not. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) And you're like, how do I cope with this? How do I, how do I not take this home? Yep. And that's the hardest thing because we, we always tell ourselves we're just going to leave it at the door. Right. Is it really left at the door? No. No. It's it's put it's put behind a door with a, with a with a refrigerator in front of it and you just keep filling that room and there's only so much capacity that that room has 
and whatever that release is for you to let that out. So, you know, he wants to watch a, a game and get trashed. If that's the way it gets out, fantastic. Because I know how I feel after whichever coping mechanism I have, right? So typically it's it's the most peaceful, like if I'm really at that precipice of like overload, the most peaceful for me is going to the beach. Right. Go to the beach at night, no one there, just chill, relax, listen to the waves, just the energy of the world, like all of that. And that's something you and I both have in common. Right. And that definitely helped me Yeah. when I was dealing with everything with my dad. Right. You know, being able to escape for three hours when my dad was asleep mm-hmm. and sitting there at the waves with you. Like, yep. that is time that we couldn't do on our own. Correct. So. So, I mean, that, I know the other one, and that one's, uh, that's such a, a steady thing for me that it's always there. So it's not going to work when I'm at that point. But video games, mm-hmm. video games are, are an escape just to shut off. So it, it shuts off that part. I'm focused on whatever I'm doing in the game, but it shuts off that part of my mind. That emotional So it side. can just decompress. Yeah. So it's real easy for me to jump into that. But the, <laughs> the messed up part is even with those, those can blindside me all the time. All the, the funniest. It's funny now. It was actually pretty funny then, <laughs> but it's one of those things where, so very popular show that just ended not too long ago called The Last of Us. So that's a video game series, right? So played the first game. They came out with a second game. I played that when it came out, which was, I want to say 2020, somewhere in there. Um, I had a correlation in the game because, and massive spoilers, if you're going to watch the show, because I know they they got renewed for another season, so they're going to go into the next game. And it's honestly what I'm about to talk about is going to happen in the first episode. So just letting you know now, if you're listening, massive spoiler for what's going to come up in that in that second season. Um, so to give a little backstory, if you haven't watched the show, there's of course a freaking disease that goes around, basically zombies, not zombies, but zombies. Right? Whole world goes to shit. So this dude finds this little girl who's. I want to say 13 in the game. Okay. Has to take her across the country to try to make a, a a cure for the disease because she's immune. So through the process of that, I should state at the beginning of the game, when everything goes to shit, his daughter gets shot. So he loses mm-hmm. his daughter. And then he essentially takes on another daughter in this kid throughout the, throughout the journey. She fills that void. Yes. So in essence, they become... They have this relationship, but there's this real big lie at the end that kind of messes things up. And the the girl's very, very smart. So she knows it's a lie, but she just chooses to live with it. Well, in the next game, he dies. So he gets killed, like, within the first two hours of you playing the game. Now, I knew that was going to happen. Without playing the game, it just made sense story-wise. So I was like, I know he's going to go. Do you think they're going to do that in the show? They 100% are going to do that in the show. Okay. I promise you they're going to do that in the show. Well, I mean, the only reason I say that is because, you know, going into, like, The Walking Dead, they didn't follow everything. Right. And so... My only reason why I'm certain is because story-wise, it wouldn't make sense not to do it. Okay. And on top of that, they followed the first game so... Closely. Closely. There's a couple of things that they took liberties with, but it made sense in the story to do it. 
if they change that, it changes everything. So I don't know where you go, which you could do that and it would be a hell of a shock, but I don't know where you go with it if you don't do that story-wise, right? So the growth wouldn't be there. Right. So the whole point of the second game is essentially the girl trying to get revenge. Now she's 19 in the next game. So some time has passed, but the whole story is about that. Where my correlation came in, they have this huge, like over the course of the story, they drip feed you this information, but they have this huge fallout before the game starts, which correlated between me and my dad. So Mm -hmm. me and my dad have this massive fallout when I'm 19 years old, massive. Um, I didn't talk to him until I saw him like six months before he died at all for years. I didn't talk to him because of this situation. Right. So. I go out there to see my sister in January of, of 06. My, it's it's funny now, but my mom asked me before I go out there, and I, I have just as much of a stubborn, hard-headed part as the rest of my family on that side, but my mom asked me before I go out there, do you want me to let your dad know that you're going? I said, no, I didn't, because I'm like, you're the adult here. Why should I be the one doing X, Y, Z? She doesn't listen, and thank God she doesn't, but she doesn't listen. So I end up seeing him. You could cut the tension with a knife, mm. but I saw him. Right. right. It wasn't like negative, but it didn't go the way that it should have, essentially. Um, then, of course, I don't talk to him again from point A until I find out he's dead. Oh. So the reason why I correlated with the game so hard was right before, I mean, right before the game ends, they showed this scene where they were on the verge of making up. So he comes to talk to her. They decide they're going to talk after this little trek they go on. And that's the trek that he dies on. I broke down. Like the, the credits roll. And I'm trying. Like I'm watching the scene and I'm trying to hold all this shit in. <laughs> there, there's no holding it in. So I'm like trying to hold the tears. I'm trying to hold it. And it's funny because like we're getting ready to make dinner. Right. So I was going to go do my part in dinner. And I'm like, all right, but the game's almost over. So let me watch. Let me get through all this. Right. So they show that scene and I'm just, I'm destroyed. I'm trying to hold everything in. Credits roll. I put the controller down because I'm like, okay, and probably in the credits there's going to be some other scene. So let me just put it down. I'm going to go start what I got to do with dinner. Trying to hold it in, try to, and tears are streaming up. <laughs> the, da- the dam is leaking. <laughs> the dam is leaking completely. <laughs> so here comes my wife and she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, uh, and lost it. Couldn't even finish the sentence. I just started crying, right. bawling like you a child. Done. I was done. And again, I'm like, all these years later. <laughs> but it was, it brought all those emotions mm-hmm. back. I mean, it's, it is the same for me. Like, you know the movie Onward, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Disney movie. Yep. So I lost my brother. It'll be four years this year. Mm-hmm. And that movie represented both of my brothers. Yeah. Like to a T. Even my even my middle brother got super emotional with that movie. Because <laughs> it, it came out right after my brother passed. Yeah. And I watched it this last year for my brother's birthday. And I was like, oh, should be okay. It's okay. No. Whole movie. Blah, blah. And I, honestly, that's like, well, first of all, it's a fucking Pixar flick. But, oh, so good. It's so, it's so good. It's so well done. But it is very, very, because mo- it's dealing with loss there too, because they lose their dad at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And, and all that. Yeah. Beautiful freaking movie. But, but it, I could it, definitely see how that would happen. It, it was just, it just is so, it was reality it was it didn't matter that it was a cartoon 
based in fantasy land. The fact of the matter was the big brother raised the little brother. And he was dad. And it took my middle brother and I to see that movie to understand the role that my eldest brother played. Yeah. And yeah, he had a lot of <laughs> mental health issues <laughs> because of him having to take on that role. Yeah. And for him to feel like he had to provide for his family, it shouldn't have been that way. Right. But he took that on. And he, you know, and then unfortunately, because of all of his mental health issues, that fell down onto my middle brother. He then became the dad and then supported me. Yeah. You know, so it was just this, this cycle of not having two parents in one home. Yeah. Even though our parents were good friends and they did what they had to do. And I mean, I... Don't know where I would be had I lived with my mom till I was 18. <laughs> my, my mental health may not be as stable as it is today. <laughs> but ultimately, you know, my both of my brothers sacrificed yeah. so much because my parents couldn't make it work. And thank God they couldn't make it work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it's the unfortunate side of divorced parents and you know and i know you know it's just the way it is and we don't we don't get a say in it right but it's it's unfortunate and especially depending on when it happened as far as how old you were when all because no matter what you do you start to question did i have any play in that did i have any part in why xyz and i mean Hopefully you have, I I know I was very lucky with my mom. She was very open about everything, especially when that was all going on. I mean, how do you explain to a freaking 10 year old kid why dad's not around or what's going? And here's the thing. I I am fully aware of who my father was. I knew who he was then. I knew who he was when I used to go visit him during the summers. That's just who he was. I truly believe that if sex addiction is a thing, my father absolutely had it. Oh, it definitely because is a thing. It's one of those things where, you know, a lot of the reason everything fell apart was because he couldn't keep it in his pants. And I used to I used to categorize the summers because I used to go out there every summer until I was sixteen. So like eleven to sixteen, every year I was out there. Every year it was someone new. But I saw everybody that I saw before. So I will at least, it was funny. I, I, the, the last time I went out there to visit, I was, when I was 16, he was taking me to go see one of the exes and it was always the same story. Now I didn't fall for it when I was younger, but I wasn't old enough to really call him on it. But I remember going at 16, he's like, Oh, so-and-so wants to see you. So we're going to go. They're like, dad, come on. And I'm sure. like 16 years old. I'm looking, I'm like, come on. He goes, what? I'm like, come on. I mean, I'm not saying that. She doesn't. I'm admittedly awesome, but <laughs> come on, man. It ain't me. No. <laughs> you're, I'm going to go see, I'm going to go see this person. I'm going to say hi. Then you're going to find some activity for me to go do while you go do what you're going to do. Right. Just, just be real about it, man. Like I'm 16. Like, come on. <laughs> you, you need to get it wet. <laughs> you, okay. need, you need to go get some. I'm happy for you. But it, yeah, it was just one of those things where it's like, I don't, you know, depending on when that happens. And then of course... You know, I was an only child. 
So I was lucky enough to not have any younger siblings to feel like I had to step up for because God knows if I did, I would have. Right. Just just with my makeup and who I am, I would have been like, okay, I need to make sure they're good. Even though that's not my responsibility, I need you, to make sure they're you good. You would have taken it on mm -hmm. because you would have felt like you had to be the man of the house. Right. And the unfortunate thing is you would have done it and who knows what kind of person you would have turned out to be. Right. And I mean, thankfully, I know the divorce had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with my siblings. It had everything to do with my mom and dad couldn't get along. Right. You know? Right. But my dad learning now that he's passed the horrible, horrible things he did. Yeah. And that, I think, was a detriment because had I known how tough he was and the person he was to my eldest brother compared yeah. to who he was for me right. and my middle brother, I think things would have been different. Yeah. I mean, shit, I asked my dad for permission till he passed away. Yeah. I was married with a child yep. and I was still asking him for permission. Yeah. Do you know I got a letter in the mail after he found out I was pregnant asking why I didn't consult him? <laughs> married! Married! <laughs> no joke. Oh my gosh. I wish I had this letter. <laughs> I, I wish I, you did too because now I'm intrigued I, to see what the hell it is. Like the, the, the buildup of the... It, the yeah. <laughs> so... I took my family out to dinner for my birthday and we're sitting down at the table and I got all of my wedding pictures and I put them in the photo album and then I stuck the ultrasound in the back, mm -hmm. the very last. And my sister-in-law sees it. This is before my brother and sister-in-law got married and she sees it and she's like, she doesn't say anything, but she sees it. Mm -hmm. And then my mom sees it. She's like, is that Andrea's baby? Cause my best friend was pregnant at my wedding. Right. And I was like, no, do you see the name? And she was like, oh, my dad stood up from the table and walked away. Wow. And then after we got done with dinner, everything was okay. He was like, oh, you know, grumpy old man. About a week later, I got it in the mail. <laughs> Again, married. Married. Full, full on married. Mm-hmm. Well into your 20s. Like, what the f... <laughs> so... Because you would have been, what, 26? 25? I, yeah, I was 26. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I got the letter saying, you don't understand what it's like to raise a kid. I wish you would have consulted me about this. You don't understand what it's going to do to your relationship. Huh? Just because you had... An experience doesn't mean it's across the board. It was. It was shocking. I I can imagine. I looked at my husband and I was like, "Will you read this?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, what am I reading?" I said, "Just read it." I, there's no words. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you have words. It, for, <laughs> that'd be that'd be. Which don't get me wrong, but. Me and my mom have had our disagreements, and and uh, for all of the things that happen between 
a father and a daughter that can be overbearing like this, the exact same things happen <laughs> between a, a mother, mother and a and son. A son. <laughs> <laughs> so I can actually commiserate pretty well with these type of things. I, granted, not to that extreme, but we, my mom and I had our own extremes. Right. I, I, I had, I, I, uh, she don't listen, so I don't know. And if she does, sorry, mom. But <laughs> I, I had a fucking huge cold sore on my face for my whole wedding because of my mother. Mm. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the good thing about it is I'd gotten it down enough to where if you look at the pictures or you watch the video, you don't notice it. No. I do. Right. Because <laughs> it's you my knew, face. You knew it was there. <laughs> I, it, I, yeah. My yeah. mom could never forgive my dad because my dad had a cold sore and gave me a kiss. You know, like, it, say, I mean, you yeah. got yours from your mom. Yeah. I mean, th- they didn't think. Yeah. Like, how do you not think right. about that? Right. And then it's a part of chicken pox. Mm-hmm. And so I get shingles all the Ooh. time now. See, I've been I've been real lucky not to have to deal with that. I had chicken pox just like everybody else, and I had it bad in my scalp, I mean, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't had to deal with that particular fun. So thankfully... And hopefully I never do because I know that shit sucks. It's horrible. Yeah. And I get it on my face. Oh, God. It mm. grows right here. And yeah. actually, right now, like, I am getting over it. Right. And thankfully, it didn't spread up my face Oof. like it normally does. But it just, it's it sucks because yeah. they don't think. Yeah. You know, and now my daughter, she's like, Mom, can I take a drink after you? No, don't look at it. Don't even touch it. You know, it. that's that's the crazy thing, right? So short of chemical imbalances, which of course exist uh, and 100%. can cause X, Y, Z. It's unfortunate that most of the things that we're talking about, your anxieties, your depressions, your most of them are caused from some kind of childhood trauma. Like all of it is caused from childhood That's what I mean. Trauma. Like you're you're you deal with these things and you don't even realize until you become an adult just how much they affect you, especially when you become a parent. Because when I tell you the amount of things I, I always knew I wanted kids, right? So this thought has been in my head my whole life of okay, this is what my dad did. I refuse to do that. This is what my mom did. I refuse to do that. So I need to do this, 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 and this. And the amount of pressure you put on yourself, that can lead to depression. Like (laughs) my, my, all these, it's been years since this was said. Okay. Years. But I promise you, I will remember it until I'm no longer here. One random day. And, you know, I have two of them. So you, you, you just compound all the fun mm-hmm. that comes with that so my my oldest is on one um and you know i i i don't really I have i spanked my kids sure but not a bunch it took something major for me to really do that for the most part i am loud anyway so i just get loud and it's right. usually enough um but one day he was just on one and his he was being mean to his little brother and I was just, I was done. So I sent him up to his room and we were in this house and I sent him up to his room and I remember in my frustration yelling at him, what is wrong with you? And 
the look on his face when he looked back at me broke into tears and under normal circumstances, it probably would have been humorous, but because I said it out of frustration, there was no reason for me to say it. No, none whatsoever. And but you because, said it maliciously because I said it out of frustration, because I said it maliciously and he comes back, breaks into tears and goes, I don't know. And then goes, I was fucking done. I, I, I was done. I was destroyed. You broke your kid. And so I give it, I give it a minute for me to get away from the anger and I go up there, you know, that's the one thing I've always tried to do with them and I will do for the rest of their lives. If I go too far, because I'm going to, because I'm human and, and, I, and I deal with my own things and I'm a parent and everything else, I'm going to pull you aside once I've calmed down and go, listen, I'm sorry. That 100%. was uncalled for. You didn't deserve that. And he's five or six at the time. Mm. So I'm like, <sighs> so I, I, as soon as I managed to calm down and like his, his little brother's cool where he's at, I go upstairs and, and he's still crying and I feel like shit. <laughs> and I pull him over to bed. I'm like, listen, buddy, I'm sorry. You didn't, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. Daddy's just having a rough day, blah, blah, blah. And he was cool. But still, I know he doesn't remember it. I will. Right. <laughs> Forever. Right. It, I have perfect examples of that. I mean, my my poor daughter had to make up a name to call me when I would lose it. Yeah. Annabelle. <laughs> okay. To pick that, <laughs> given the horror series involved oh, with that damn oh, doll. <laughs> I was, I was horrible. This is premedicated yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just awful to my poor daughter <laughs> causing her immense trauma yeah and i know it and the arguments and the you have to do it this way and not understanding right what the hell i'm doing <laughs> my poor kid <laughs> and finally it was like claire you need to just tell me when i've lost it mm -hmm. because guess what I used to do that with my mom. Yeah. But we weren't as nice. We would look at her and call her psycho. <laughs> and my mom would understand that she's gone too far. <laughs> so, you know, it, it came from a place yeah. of learning from my own mother yeah. and the trauma she caused mm -hmm. and the person who she is. Right. And realizing I was following suit. Yep. And I, since I have been medicated, life is much better. The spankings <laughs> are not, I mean, I think almost non-existent at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Which is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know a lot of parents feel, and you know, any of you guys listen to this, if you don't agree with a corporal person, I, I understand. I really do. I get, I get it. I get both sides of the argument. I grew up getting spanked. And in all fairness, with the, with the exception when I was very young. And so that was like my dad, it, everything. Like the story, I'm sure I've told the story on the show before, but what taught, like the thing I always go back to of, okay, I'm never going to be that. So... Shows how wonderful my parents were looking back. Like, I would I show this movie to my kids now? No. But either way, <laughs> around the same age as my kid is now, my favorite movie in the world was Coming to America. You know all the shit that goes on in that movie, right? That movie's fantastic. So, still love that movie. We'll watch it to this day. But, my to on the other end of that, right, I have a grandma who cusses like a sailor, okay? She, I will give her credit. She tried to edit herself around me, which led to some of the funnier sayings I've heard in my life. But her favorite, 
her hands down favorite term was son of a bitch. She loved that one. So around that time when she realized I was hearing it and repeating, repeating, she went son of a, and then cut herself off. There's a point in that movie where Madge Sinclair says to Eddie Murphy, well, you're the son of a king. So I'm putting two and two together, right? So I, I'm like thinking about it. And I'm like, it's in the movie. We're sitting there as a family watching the movie. And I'm sitting there like next to my dad. And I go, hey, dad. Huh? Is son of a bad word? Bam! I mean, right in the mouth. Like, no, I couldn't no even question. finish the sentence. Just boom, right in the mouth. Now, he grew up with that type of shit. Right. He grew up with that type of immediate punishment for X, Y, Z. Um, so... I was, I don't even know if I cried. I was so shocked at what happened because I'm just trying to figure out, is that the bad word or is it the end of it? So is it bitch or is it son of a, that's the bad word? Is it the whole thing? Like, I'm just trying to understand. And uh, yeah, so that's always what I go back to of, I'm not going to be that. No. But on the other extreme, my mom would hold shit in forever. And then it was like fucking uh, a world series of you fucked up. When she finally lost it, right? Yes. So it was like, I would hear everything that I did wrong for six months. <laughs> in, At in, one... In 20 minutes. <laughs> and you're like, what did I do today, though, Mom? Because it was always some, like, pedestrian trespass yeah. that just opened the floodgates. Like, <laughs> like you left the refrigerator door open or you left the toilet seat up and she fell in. And then you hear about it. The last six months of trauma. Oh, God. I, I've been there. Oh, been man. there. Done that. It really is funny, though, like really thinking about, number one, how resilient the human brain can be considering trauma and everything else. Because God, I mean... I've certainly dealt with my own trauma, but in the, in, in comparison to some of the people I know, I've been very lucky to avoid a lot of terrible shit, Mm -hmm. but like, it's funny how you get to an adult and you look back over your life and go, oh shit, that was this, right? That wasn't normal. Right. So my example for that. So it's an unfortunate thing that happens to a lot of people. I don't mean to trigger anyone, but- molestation mm-hmm. there's it's insane to me how many people have had to deal with that on some level yep. now here's where i didn't realize that it had happened to me i didn't mm-hmm. come to that conclusion until i was like 25 okay i'm so i'm <laughs> i've always been very heterosexual okay right i've always liked girls i had two girlfriends in preschool like i had a little girl i chased around in kindergarten like i always liked girls so it was never a thing like i just if a girl if it's a girl then you know i'm a guy i'm a boy that's a girl everything's cool so we're getting together i'm like six or seven okay i'm with my grandma and we go over to one of her friend's house that's around the corner from whatever so this particular person has a son around my age and a daughter who's like 15 16 years old so logically she my my grandma and the friend they go to the store they go somewhere and they leave her in charge right so this particular (laughs) she invites me into her room and i didn't even realize like until i started thinking about it when i was in my 20s like how much of a setup it was right so because i was there playing with the other boy my age 
and she tells her little brother to go do something. And then she calls me in, into her room. I'm like, okay. So I go in there and just to preface, it's n like nothing with my genitals happened. Just so you're not like completely like, oh shit, it's, it's still bad, but not that bad. Um, she, she has me get on her bed and I'm like, cool. So she's got like a bunch of pictures on the wall. So she's like, oh, look at this. And look, she's showing me stuff. I'm young. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Weird that you're showing me that, but fine. And I'm like, what I don't realize is she's taking her shirt off. Now, again, heterosexual, as long as I can remember, I, I've always liked tits. What do you want me to do? Right. So she has no shirt on. I turn around and there's boobs in my face. And I'm like, huh. So she then proceeds to ask me to suck on her tits. At six. At six or seven. Somewhere in that range. And I'm like, I know this is something you're supposed to do. But this is when I knew that, that it was wrong. It was wrong because at that age, of course, I'm not sexualized at all in no. any way, shape, or form. It's still, you know, Ninja Turtles and shit. <laughs> The thought that I can still very vividly remember going through my head is, this tastes funny. Yeah. <laughs> so then, <laughs> never told my mom. Never told my mom. Because truthfully, at that point, I knew that that was something that a boy was supposed to do. I don't know why I knew that, but I knew that. And so the only people I remember telling were my friends at school. Of course, none of them believe me, rightfully so. They're like, what? Yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. So I remember telling like, telling people up until I was like in fifth grade, oh, yeah, this happened, blah, blah, blah. And it was like a point of honor for a boy, right? right? Oh, this 16-year-old girl, and I'm this age, and it sounded like complete bullshit. And, and I wouldn't have believed it if I had heard it, right? Right. So I'm visiting my mom in Texas in my mid-20s. And this is the first time I tell her about it, 20-some-odd years after it happened. So we're sitting there talking and we're going back and forth about like this type of trauma, trauma shit that goes on and the terrible things that happen to kids. I don't even know why we got on the subject, but then I started talking about, it. I was like, Oh shit. And she goes, what? I was like, fuck, I was molested. And of course she's my mother. She's now shocked. at 25, it's because it's a girl. It's not anything out of the ordinary mentally for me. I'm like, oh, shit, that was molestation. My mom, of course, goes through the fucking roof. What the, f what do you mean? Yeah. So I tell her the exact same story. She goes, oh, I know exactly who that was. And I'm like, mom, mom, you don't have to, I don't, don't go looking anyone up. Like, no. at this point, why? Like, Unless I don't feel. she's a repeat offender. Well, yes, of course. But, uh, you know, looking back, of course, I should have been like, if you know her, go look at me. I mean, yeah. fuck, for all I know, it happened to a bunch of kids. But at the time, I'm like. Oh, damn, that is molestation, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> like, I didn't even realize that that was what it was. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me to think how much it happens that much to where you're not even realizing that's exactly what that is. Yeah. You I, know? Similar. Not, I mean, not the woman, but. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious, but in a terrible way. Um, I mean, when everything was going down with my dad and I you know, was talking to my brother and I asked him, you know, I was like, why did you stop hanging out with me? Mm -hmm. And he finally opened up and he told me, he's like, because I took you to my friend's house mm -hmm. and stuff was about to go down and I didn't protect you the yeah. way I should have. And he's like, I never 
was going to let that happen again. Yeah. And I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that is why my brother was like, I don't want anything to do with you. Like, as opposed to not having anything to do with those people. Right. <laughs> he chose to get away from his sister. Right. That's unfortunate. It, it was yeah. super unfortunate, yeah. but he was protecting me from his friends because he didn't, he didn't know who he could trust. Yeah. And he, it was just better off. Yeah. That I was not I, involved. Right, and in, and in, and I'm sure in his in his mind at the time it was he was protecting you, but oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it was the exact. He was, but it, not in the way that he should have, and yeah. not in the way that made any sense to me, right? Because I had no idea, right? <laughs> right. I was like, what happened? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> oh and, gosh, uh, you know it's. I thank God he doesn't listen to podcasts because I, <laughs> I would be in deep shit if he ever did. Though, um, uh, you know what's funny? I <laughs> just talking about podcasts. You know, I don't. I I've realized just how comfortable I've become on this through unfortunate means. Because for me, even with, like anybody that's been on the show, for the most part, I'm, I'm friends with on some level, right? But for the 99% of the time, it's me and my best friend. Right. So for me, it's one of those things where I'm just sitting there shooting the shit with my best friend. The amount of shit I have revealed in the last six episodes, I actually had to go, shit, I'm sharing too much. Like, <laughs> I, for no reason at all, share, and, and it was... I I, ha I didn't have to tell the story, but it was there, and it's funny. Unintentionally shared that I'm not circumcised. Okay. Right now, not that it matters. Been that way. I honestly don't know any different. I didn't even know. I knew that that existed, but I didn't know that there was a difference because it's not like I'm going around looking at other dudes' dicks. It's no. just mine. So I never had anyone tell me that that was what was going on. I didn't know. And but, you never had a girl be like, ew. Yeah, well, yeah, right. So, <laughs> but what's funny is how many women do feel that way. Like, yeah, yeah it's uncircumcised. That's gross. And I'm like, it is? I didn't know. Like, and in my head, I'm going, so either one of two things happen with that. Either you are just going with what everybody else says. Mm -hmm. So you've heard a bunch of women say that it's gross. So it's gross. Or you fucked around with a really disgusting human being. Who did not know how to clean themselves. <laughs> right. Because that's. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. Because I am very hygienic. So <laughs> that does not have an issue. But it's just one of those things where I'm just like. I didn't even. Like I didn't think anything of it. And then, you know, shared, shared the exact same story I shared with you about me going earlier before we started recording about going to get tested. Right. I shared the exact same story. I added some shit just to fuck with Shannon, which is still, I think, one of the funniest moments <laughs> on this show because I damn near made her puke. <laughs> so, so just run back for those listening that have already heard this episode or watched it. So I told her the exact same details I told you, right? The only thing I did was at some point she said something that triggered a response in my brain and I actually said it without stopping myself. But... You know, I told her I walked up on the on the lady and I was like, she's like in her 60s. Oh. And then Shannon was like, well, it's not like she ain't never, you know, done those. I was like, yeah, probably all over her face. And then I, and then <laughs> I, 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 I don't remember exactly what triggered the comment, but I said, you know, it would have been real fucked up if she just took the lid off the cup and went. 
no nah, you're empty like <laughs> it's all zeros it's all, no it's all zeros i don't taste any in there like <laughs> but she uh did not respond with laughter she responded with retching so well, i just kept a, poking the bear a to big get the difference <laughs> she doesn't swallow children for fun i know i so know she I does know. not get the humor <laughs> at all <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So it's really, yeah, it's really funny saying that to a lesbian. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, God damn, could you imagine how much of a pro you got to be to tell when it's seeded and seedless? Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like mm, that one, that one tastes, hmm. that one tastes like it could make a baby. <laughs> This is boneless. Um, <laughs> I didn't know there was seedless. Um, yeah, I've just I've had a t- I've had a ton of fun with the fact that I had a vasectomy. So, <laughs> there, you know, having a vasectomy is the most fun a man could ever have. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. The only seriously, the only drawback to it is that your balls get factory reset. That's it. So I don't know if Wade dealt with this because I know he snipped. But for me, like there's you don't realize it because they've been attached to you your whole life. But there's like a general numbness to pedestrian contact. Okay, so like it takes a pretty solid smack to catch pain until you get a vasectomy. And then it's and then it factory resets to the beginning Mm. because. My youngest racked me completely accidentally, but under normal circumstances, that same impact wouldn't have, it would have been like, oh, but not painful. It would have just been like, hey, man, be careful. Right. No, 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 no. So it was two or three weeks after, after everything was done. Right. So, I mean, I was, I was comfortable enough to allow one of my kids to sit with me, uh, but still a little tender. And so he's a wiggle worm when he sits with you. Mm. So he went to adjust and his elbow just happened to catch the bottom part. And I almost picked up and body slammed my son in a sitting position. Like I was like, get up. (laughs) And then I just had to rock back and forth for a while before, until the pain stopped. It was a fact. So like for a good mm, six weeks after post procedure, it, it was a factory reset. Like I, I had to get used to pedestrian contact again. Yeah. And I would have to say it is still factory reset. Maybe not the same, but it takes a while. Yeah. Even Claire. <laughs> not even noticing. Walks up right next to him, hits him, and he's like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you know, making those, those home alone faces because he's like, I don't know what yep. to do. Or the dog. You know, boop, 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 and you know, 70 pounds on, uh-huh. <laughs> and you're just like, uh-huh. I can't breathe yep. anymore. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm not, I, I've, I've said it a million times. I am happy. I was born a man. I'm glad I don't have to deal with the same shit you guys do. I'm not saying that pregnancy ain't worse than getting racked, but damn, it's gotta be, it's gotta be like a couple of notches below if it's below. Cause <laughs> it, that shit 
hurts and it doesn't even hurt in the balls it's like in your stomach (laughs) everything's like that's why we puke it's mm. (laughs) and it don't even take like a like that that's that's factory reset for your whole body your body takes a screenshot when like (laughs) you get full impact everything resets you're you're freaking toddler again but just a graze all it takes is a great and the worst part about the graze is it's like a good five second delay you get that and you're like did that just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad to see that it doesn't take just Shannon for me to completely derail from a conversation. No, no, not <laughs> We at started all. off in mental health, and here we are talking about my balls. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but it's all a part of mental health, you know? It's, all of that comes into play. Yeah. You got snipped yep. for your mental health. Yep. Oh, God, is that... Oh, boy, is that the truth. I mean... Because, you know, bottom line is, I love my children, but kids are work. Kids are a lot of work. And starting from Jump Street again, nah, man. No. Nope. I'm good. I am so good. That's why I had Wade snip when Claire was five. Absolutely. I was not... Absolutely. Factory reset me. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, nope, that's, I'm good. <laughs> Wash my hands. Yeah. Nah. Let's nah. go do let's something be, fun. Yeah. Let's be done with all of this. Yeah. And not have to worry about it ever again. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be a thought. And yeah, that is a massive weight off of Everybody. any guys, any any anybody's shoulders. The the guy, the person sleeping with the guy. Yeah. Uh, all of it's all that concern and worry and everything else is gone because no matter no matter what if you're not i don't care what you use birth control because it, it's There's still it's chance. still in there and so it was one of those things where I, I was not taking that risk at all so i mean i used to be so paranoid about it I would even with like when 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 I first started becoming sexually active, even with a condom, I would pull out. I'm not taking no chances. No, why would you? <laughs> what? You know the funny thing about that though. All jokes aside, I've definitely talked on this show a million times about how bad of a whore I was. Um, I am. I know a lot of people, my mom included, who have done like the the 23 and Me and the mm-hmm. all of those random. You know, Genetic check out your lineage. Test. I am terrified to do one. Terrified. And I re- I realize that is a male privilege. I-, I get that. I am terrified to do it and find out I have a kid somewhere that I'm unaware of. And it's not oh. even... It's not even... Because, and the only reason that that thought is in my head is because Shannon told me about a similar story she planted with someone seed. she knows... And it just went in my head and I'm like, oh, shit. It never even dawned on me that that was about Because I was very responsible, but I was also drinking a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's, there's, a, there, there's, there's, a good, a, there's, there's a good number of times where it was like, you know, wake up next to someone and neither of you have clothes on and you don't see a rapper anywhere and guys you guys know if you've used a condom there is a residual residue left yes that is very obvious and if you don't feel that so you're just sitting there going okay so either we didn't or i didn't which one is it and then you ask the person and they were just as drunk as you and they don't remember either well now we have a problem (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh yeah there's some of those where it was a one and done and i never spoke to him again and no. didn't have contact information and hope to god <laughs> but you know the crazy part is it's not even just because of who i am it's not finding out that i have a kid out there i'm unaware oh. of it's me feeling like a terrible person because i know. wasn't there like was unaware didn't know now you as the kid rightfully so have a preconceived notion of me and who i am and what type of person i am and now here we are however many years old you are and you find out i'm dad yeah shit <laughs> that's that's a horrible feeling i mean i get it my i didn't know about my niece till she was seven right because her mom told all of us she lost the baby right so that's the thing i only i only ever had one legitimate scare with a person i was in a relationship with and when i found out that they weren't it was the happiest moment of my life up to that point um but yeah, I, I only have had one legitimate scare where I was in contact with the person. They said, I'm late. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. One in all of my years of doing Hol terrible, terrible around. things. Uh, <laughs> but that's 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 still. And now that I heard that story, I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> but it's almost like I there's the other end of that, too, where I go, I should just take the bandaid off and go get go do one because I'm curious. You know, I'm biracial. So Ugh. have your kids do it. That's true. <laughs> they don't have any kids. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, they're, they're three quarter white. They're just a bunch of white and then a little bit of yeah, like melanin. I mean, there you uh, go. <laughs> 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 no, just, I should I should just because I I genuinely am like I'm 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 half black and half white and then you know there's all the shit mixed in there. So I'm curious, but I don't know if I'm that curious. <laughs> The reason why I don't want to get it done is because I'm half Jewish. I don't want the world to be like, oh, let's get rid of all the Jews again. <laughs> you know, with the way we're going, it's not right? that like, perfect. Listen, I made a fucked up joke ages ago um, when I used to work at Big Five at the warehouse. <laughs> and I had a, I had a, a, a boss who his whole... It was like a hobby for him was politics, right? Oh, Lord. So unfortunately, we went to lunch at the exact same time. And it used to be a race to get up to the break room to see who would control the TV. So I, whether I wanted to watch it or not, would intentionally put on Family Guy because he hated it. And it used to make me laugh. Like him and I got along, but that was my favorite way to fuck with him. So <laughs> I would make a point to try to get out of there. 30 seconds before him to go to lunch so I can get up there and get a hold of the remote because nobody else was up there but me and him. If, it, if he got up there first, it was like CNN or some shit. And I just wanted to bash my head in the, against the wall until it went off. At least it wasn't Fox News. That, yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we were walking down from lunch one day and he's, so he was uh, Armenian, so I had a very thick accent. And so he goes, I don't know why you watch that bullshit. And he's telling me about it and talking about, you know, you should watch the news. You know what's going on in the world. And I'm like, listen, let me explain something to you. You know how much I give a shit about the news? Because as soon as I realized that the news was ratings based 
and that's all they're after so they're gonna do they're gonna pick their lane and stick to it and sensation twist and turn once i realized that's what was going on i checked the fuck out they're not telling you what's going on in the world they're telling you what you what they want you to think is going on in the world right so i'm like i checked the fuck out i was like you know how little i give a shit about the news they could bring slavery back i wouldn't know until the whip hit my back and he lost his shit when i told him that joke and then i look at the world we live in now and i might be spitting prophecies <laughs> yeah fuck and then that adds some more like no wonder the mental health issues that are going on in the world these days just the shit that's going on it like it's insane and i'm not trying to push any kind of political view on you i don't I, I, on both on both ends there's shit that, that you got right yeah. and there's shit that you got fucked up i i just wow to have that be your whole personality and whatever these political leaders who make money based off of what they you know they're getting paid to tell you i don't know if mm-hmm. you know this shit but they're getting paid to tell you this so they can stay in in political power and make yeah. the money from xyz like it's just a money grab that's all it is but they're telling you what what you want to hear so you vote for them end of story um we don't have the full truth i i just can't with that so i i don't really get involved in those type of conversations because number one i'll be the first one to admit i'm not that smart politically because i don't give a shit um i'm just here to live my life and and you know have the relationships i have and hopefully live a long enough life to see my grandkids and check the fuck out but (laughs) really that's all i'm here for i I don't whatever happens in the political world all it really affects is probably my taxes i don't fucking know but at the end of the day i don't i don't want to have those conversations because it's not a debate it's i'm right you're wrong i'm all i'm all for debate i really am i will absolutely have a intelligent conversation with somebody if i stand on one side and you stand on the other and hopefully we can come to some kind of understanding that's it i may not change how i feel but i'll at least understand where you're coming from exactly (laughs) and living where i live now oh boy oh yeah (laughs) i just thought about that oh boy it's it's very right yeah very very right and i i am not very right i am not very left i am let's do the right fucking thing. like I, like i said this both sides <laughs> yeah. i understand some of this shit i'm with you some of it i'm not no. on both sides so why can't we all just right why, why, why we do we just... have to have a party involved anyway either this is the issue let's deal with this <laughs> why can't we just be people that like i don't fucking care are you a good person or are you not yep if you're not get the fuck out of my face exactly Go be with other shitty people. Yeah, I don't bye. have time for you. Bye. Yeah. Go, go to a commune. Yep. You guys can go have your cult. Yep. I don't care. Yep. Yep. The rest of us sane people in this world will be just fine without you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. But, yeah, but there's, you know, we have, we have all of this information at our fingertips. Everybody, every last one of you walk around with a cell phone that has the world's information just right fucking there. But the problem. And we're some of the dumbest people. <laughs> the problem is it's information we want to know. Yeah. It is not information that is reality. Correct. And that's the issue with having that at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. Because you can have your own feed and your own information. Correct. And I could look up the same thing. 
and, and be different. Mm-hmm. something totally different. Mm-hmm. And that that is what's wrong. Yep. We should have unbiased. This was not supposed to go to political. I know, I know, political, but here we but, are. But here we are. <laughs> but we should have unbiased information. Right. I should be able. This, it should be like going is, to a this library. This is the fact. Yeah. Right. This is the fact of what's going on. And that should be the end of it. Then you can have your feelings on this fact. I'm not trying to negate anyone's feelings. You can feel whatever way you feel about X, Y, Z, but understand that those are your feelings and your feelings should not have any, any bearing on mine. Right. Or anyone else's for that matter. I just want the facts. That's it. I want the reality That's of it. That's it. <laughs> and, you know, it's... Because, like, I have, I have friends who feel certain kind of ways about certain kind of things and i don't agree with everything that they feel about xyz but i'm not i'm not going to i'm not going to let it affect my friendship with you as long as it's not one of those things where you're trying to tell me this is how i have to feel then we're good you feel that way that's cool i don't that's that should be the end of it but for some people it is for some people it isn't and it's just unfortunate that that's where everything ends up going that's that's it that's really all but you know like i said (laughs) it's it's one of those things where as much as i you know joke about things it's no again it's no wonder that all of these mental health issues exist with all of the like i just think back so i was born in 83 right never thought i'd see a pandemic shut the world down never thought i'd see fucking mass shootings where they're at Never thought I'd see planes fly into a building. Never thought, I mean, just the amount of world-changing shit that has happened just in the time that I've been alive. <laughs> that's not including the technology that has mm-hmm. changed since we've been alive. Yep. So not only do we have all of this world turmoil, mm-hmm. but we went from being not stupid, but we had the information in our community. Yeah. Now we have the information in the world. Yep. What the hell? <laughs> how do we how do we process this? No, like you said, no wonder there's these mental health mm-hmm. issues. No wonder we're fucked. Yep. In the head. But then it goes back to the president we had, Ronald Reagan. Yep. He shut down all of the mental health institutions mm-hmm. in his presidency. So the reason why we have, you know what, maybe this wasn't a tangent because the police can't handle the mental health. No. And because of Reagan's decisions, the police have to handle the mental health. Mm -hmm. We don't have the tools and the people to, to take care of. Yep. The people not only it. not only do you not have the resources, you don't have the places to deal with said things. You don't have people taking the uh, the the training necessary to deal with those things. I mean, God, that's something that I see on the regular because you know where I work, we deal with patients that deal with X, Y, Z, and we see it all the, the time. And how often are they being turned away? A lot. And that's the. It's it's not so much that they're turned away as much as, as much as it's okay. You're here. We're not a facility to deal with this thing. So what we're going to do is get you to a facility to deal with that thing. Then they get to those facilities, and they're full, and they're full or 
all they're doing really, and I, I can't fault those places, but all they're doing is medicating you enough to be functional, to release you. Then they tell you to go see whoever, go do follow-up, go do this, go do that, stay on the medication. And then here you are back in our, in, in our place mm -hmm. within two, three weeks. Right. Because there was no help. Yep. A hundred percent correct. You know, and then, ooh. <laughs> that dropped somewhere. That's all right. <laughs> we'll but, find it later. You know, it's no wonder the things that are going on are going on, given everything that's going on in the world. Exactly. Truthfully, it's, it's no shock. It shouldn't be. But again, we're just left to deal with it anyway. That's the unfortunate thing. We're, we're all left to deal with it. We're all left to find our own, you know, way to cope with those things. You know, I have two kids that have all of these things going on, diagnosed things going on. And I sit there and I, and, and I look at them dealing with those things and I go, Jesus, I, I do the same thing. Like you get overstimulated and you deal with it. Well, however, whatever way you deal with it. So does everybody else. We're all overstimulated because there's too much shit out there. There's too much. <laughs> we we went from three channels on the television. Yep. We have two thousands. If you have any of those things, you have thousands of channels at your fingertips telling you whatever they are pushing, right? But then you can't find anything <laughs> you, you want to watch. No. <laughs> Uh, that's, I mean, I got away from cable for that reason, but then I ended up just getting all of the streaming things and I still can't find what? anything to watch. I'm in the same boat. I watched the same like seven things over and over again, which not necessarily a bad thing. You find one good thing. It's like, okay, cool. I can watch that on repeat and be okay. Like I, I go between like three different shows when I don't like, I don't want to watch a movie or something. I'll go through between three different shows and I'm happy with them. But it's still one of those things where it's like, I, there's an, all of this shit and I still can't find anything no. to watch. Like, Wade and I watched Clerks 3 recently. <laughs> and let me tell you, he had been telling me for months, we've already seen that. We've already seen that. I said, there's not. We haven't. We got, we got into an argument because he wouldn't believe me that we hadn't seen it. He was... <laughs> remembering when during covid when kevin smith came out with the new jane silent bob move me movie oh the 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 reboot one that they did exactly yeah, yeah he yeah. was thinking we saw clerks three nope <laughs> and it was like no we bawled like babies oh yeah 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 you know the crazy you know the crazy thing so I haven't really talked about this on the show, but it's fine. I don't mind. Um, I was terrified that I was going to die twice in the last eight months. Okay. Mentally, so, physically? Uh, physically. So essentially what ended up happening is um, I, you know, I'm, I'm going t through the things to fix said problems, right? But... You know, blood pressure was high, that type of shit. And and a lot of that is between A, my shit diet, and B, just life. But um, I had this, ter like, every night going, like, not really getting much sleep because I was terrified that I wasn't going to wake up. 
I don't know what was going on. I don't know why the anxiety was so bad, but I ended up going to the doctor. Well, actually, I take that back. I was sitting there racking my brain like, what's going on? Is it going to be fine? Because I was already like taking medication to address things. Right. And it wasn't helping. going to the gym and nothing was working. So I make a doctor's appointment for some reason. As soon as I made the, doc the doctor's appointment, all of it went away. So I was like, oh, maybe that's all it was. Go to see the doctor, get some adjustments to things, you know, go get testing and everything else. Yeah. Other than blood pressure, everything's reading fine surprisingly i thought i was gonna be all over the fucking place but everything's reading fine so the reason i bring that up though is new year's new year's eve i swear to god i went out with some friends we went to uh pf chang's the whole time i'm there i keep feeling like oh shit maybe i'm gonna have a heart attack you were having panic attacks mm -hmm. so i was going through this and sitting there and trying not to tell anyone because I didn't want to stress anyone out. No. Right? And trying to enjoy the evening. I know. I I'm actually shocked no one picked up on it because I was. You were done. I was freaking the fuck out. But I was trying to keep everything cool. So, like, I'm eating. And then, like, it would. As I was distracted, I was fine, which should have pointed to it being panic or anxiety. But it didn't. Drive home, freak out. the whole like, And I keep. What's really fucking me up is I keep thinking about my kids. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to leave them. Without They're you. not going to have me around. Like, that's all that's going through my head. So I'm dealing with that, dealing with that. So one random Sunday, I'm out, freaking out, end up going and checking into the ER. Almost certain that I've had, though, because I, everything that I know, like, I'm not... It pointed all I'm not WebMDing anything, no. but everything that I know of, these are signs of XYZ are happening mm -hmm. so i'm like oh no so i'm not telling anyone try not to freak anyone out end up going to check into the er and again they do whatever tests that they can to see if anything had happened because i walked in telling them i'm like i think i might be having, having a heart attack right so they do all these tests they, and they run get everything you in right away and which is a blessing <laughs> nothing nothing none of the proteins that show up if you have any kind of trauma none of them are there like nothing and i'm like okay so go to the but doctor your blood pressure was super high wasn't it shockingly no really surprisingly it wasn't that's the thing that's wild maybe because you were there that that's the only thing i can assume because like you said when you made that doctor's appointment everything went away, it went away. so i you know go in there do all those tests whatever go to do a follow-up and <laughs> that's when my doctor goes so here's an anxiety medication <laughs> If you start to feel these things again, just take this and see if it sticks around. If it doesn't, then go to, you know, go check in. If it, or, uh, you know, if it doesn't, then you know it's this. If it does, then right. go check in. I haven't had to take the medication yet. So thank God for that. <laughs> like, I haven't felt any of that concern. You haven't felt that fear. Yep. That underlying, am I going to wake up tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And And I think it's. A, not not because you're a man, but as as the provider for the family, mm -hmm. the you work all of these hours. You sacrifice your time with your family to keep the roof over your head, mm -hmm. to make sure your bills are paid, to make sure you have food in the fridge. Yeah, and with you know having all of that here, and then still trying to do a good job at work. And then having no time for you yeah. in any of that, 
that comes into play with everything that you're saying. This happened at New Year's. You just went through Christmas. Mm -hmm. You're almost to the boys' birthdays. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're stressed out about things going on at work. And what's the certainty? Where am I going to go if this doesn't work? Yep. All of that, and, though, and 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 all of those. I mean, obviously not the the New Year's and holidays and birthdays and everything, but those other ones, they're always there, right? Especially as a man, if you if you're there with a family doing all of those things to provide for that family, that's always there. Always. It's always on some level in the background. Like, okay, I be. need to do this to make this happen, to pay for this, to because if I mean. Not, not to, there, we all know there's some shitty parents out there, but if you're out there really focused on being a parent, you're determined to make sure whatever life you had, your kids have a better version of it. A hundred percent. So whatever negative things happened, you do everything in your power to make sure that doesn't happen. And whatever positive things happen, you want to go above and beyond that so they can experience something that you didn't. So like my driving force for a long time is... Or was. I mean, it still is, but it's not as bad as it was. I, I I wanted to take the boys to Disney World when they were kids. Okay. Because the first time I went to Disney... Now, I grew up at Disneyland, right? Right. First time I went to Disney World, I was in my 20s. I was like 27. I was... Now, don't same. get me wrong. Same fucking reaction. I didn't... I didn't tear up at seeing the castle... But I had the same awe feeling that I know I would have had right. as a kid. But I also know that's a dude in a stitch suit. Right. Right. The so, magic the magic isn't the same. Correct. It's still there because because you grew up with mm-hmm. it, but you understand the reality. Yeah. Like I know what makes this work the way that it correct. works. And I never even worked there. But <laughs> I know what makes this work the way that it works. So what I want, I'm like, I got to take them while that magic of being a kid is still there. So, so you, you see, not yet. Okay. They've been to Disneyland a bunch. Right. So but... that's, the, that's, there's at least, and it's funny because I, I actually, for a long time, you know, cause we were in Colorado for that amount of time. Um, it's... yeah, I, I, for a long time was like, I might've robbed my kids of my childhood cause I grew up here. Right. right. So, I mean, I was born in Texas, but I was here at 18 months until... Right. This is where you grew up. Damn near 30. Like, right. I was here. So, I had all of those things. I had the theme parks. I had the beaches. I had this. And then I moved them to a landlocked state with a joke for a theme park. Sorry, Coloradans, but that place is a <laughs> fucking joke. Um, what park is there? What is it called? Elitch Gardens? It's in, it's in... You can literally see the theme park from the freeway. It's right next to the highway right there. So it's like Magic Mountain. It's worse than Magic Mountain. Oh. It's, it's got Magic Mountain aspirations with the, the real estate of Castle Park. Yeah. So imagine trying to pull a full theme park in that space. So like, okay, maybe a little bigger than Castle Park, but not, not, not a ton. Much. Not a ton. Like it's big enough to have a full size roller coaster, right. but one. <laughs> kind of like Scandia in Ontario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that before it was demolished and taken away. So sad. But, but again, like, you know, I moved out. There. If you love nature, it's, it's a great place to go. It's a beautiful state. But if you grew up here right 
with everything that it offers. Mountains, what oceans. What am I going to do? You're in, right. like, in the area of Southern California that we live in, you are literally, or I live in, I should say. I'm, I'm used to that because Shannon's not far from me and you are. But, I'm still But you're same. still, it's the same thing. I'm 15 minutes from the mountains. Right. So it's the same as when I was 15 minutes right. from the beach. Right. So, you know, you're 15 minutes from this, but you're you're no more, in most cases, you're no more than an hour away from whatever you right. might want to do provided traffic <laughs> that's a whole different that's a story. whole different situation we though but if you don't that. talk about that <laughs> if you don't consider that you're an hour's drive from everything yes. mountains beaches theme parks snow in the winter like you're not far from any and of those things we're not far from vegas yep. and we're not far from arizona yep. don't you know there's we where we're at we are so centrally located mm -hmm. and shit we're not far from utah either correct so we're seven hours yep. from anything. Yep. Which is, people can get to three <laughs> other states in that time. We're still in California. We're still in California. <laughs> <laughs> that was the crazy thing I, I realized when I was living out there because the last you know portion of the job that I had when I was out there, I drove three quarters of the state. In the two years that I was doing that position, I drove three quarters of the state. There was only one corner that we never went to. I don't know why. But you just didn't make it. I got to, well, it was, we just never had a reason to go that right. way. But I got to see almost the whole state. But the thing that's crazy to think about is the fact that you could start at the base of it and get through that bitch. <laughs> but if you start at the base of California, <laughs> so you start at like Mexicali and you start driving north. And the time that it would take you to get from the southern border of Colorado to the northern border of Colorado, you're barely in like Barstow. Like it's, it's, it's such a short, it took so. That's not fair. Yeah, right. So I'm like, where we were in Colorado, we were like, essentially, we were, we were Southern Colorado, but it was close to like the center-ish part okay. of it. Right. So it took, if we had to go to the most, what would that have been? The most Northeastern corner of the state. Okay. It was a three and a half hour drive from where we were to get there. It was Vegas. Yeah. It was yeah. Going to Vegas. To get out of the state. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you have to take any of the roads that take you through the mountains, of course the time gets longer because you're going slower. It's not right. a distance thing. No. <laughs> no. Whereas anywhere you're in in California, if you're not driving 80, you're going to get ran off the road. So <laughs> yeah. Let, let's not talk about that. But you know the thing is, for all the shit that I could talk on California drivers... Colorado ones are worse. Everybody's worse than us. It's crazy. And I thought we were horrible. I know. <laughs> but I've driven in Indiana. Oh, no. And they don't have, pedestrians don't have the right of way in Indiana. I kind of wish we had done that over here. Yeah, no. Huh? What? <laughs> I mean, I get that. I get that. But, like, thinking about it. Like, yeah. How do you like you not... don't stop for the person yeah. it, like you're just gonna go yeah bye smash. and if i if i hit them well they shouldn't have got gotten right. in the they, road they were in my way <laughs> like i said i feel that way here sometimes but oh, still you... i would never intentionally run someone over no oh i don't living where i live and knowing our freeways there yeah. are lots of accidents <laughs> yeah especially on that 15. Yeah. We just found out, you know, 
gotta love Facebook and, and the groups. Yeah, you know, yeah, Especially yeah. in Hickville. <laughs> 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 but this poor mom posted that her son, who is a truck driver, got ran over by two different people and not one person stopped. Damn. Like, what the... <clears throat> I mean, look... Again, we live here. They either probably didn't have car insurance or they just didn't. I mean, hit and run's worse if you get caught. Like, yeah, it's yeah. fucked up around here. <laughs> for for, like, for all of those things that I just said, it's still pretty fucked up yeah, around here. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, you know, it was just shocking. Yeah. It, it, I mean, and it was at night and shit, you can't see up there. It's dark. Yeah. You know, because people don't like to. When, when you stop when you feel a speed bump. <laughs> the fuck was that i don't know keep going (laughs) the worst part is when you stop where you're going and you see the blood splatter i'm sorry this is getting real dark Uh, (laughs) makes me think of those family guy episodes where he gets home and there's like oh look a tricycle what like (laughs) but i mean it's just that you know yeah it's too much we 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 went listen if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time we stayed on topic more than Shannon and I ever do. Uh, but here we are. We went way off the rails. and uh, But we've been recording for almost 90 minutes, so that makes sense. Okay. Um, that being said, I really try not to run past an hour and a half. So we're going to go ahead and say goodbye. Uh, <laughs> I know we were talking about mental health and then it went where it went. In either case, I hope you enjoyed the journey. Uh, thank you, of course, Liz, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. As per usual, anytime you want to show up, we always got chairs. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening as always, you guys, and um, I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>